Hi, I'm Pastor Kyle Johnson from South Park Church. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Last week, my two boys, Luke and Nathan, they're in the sixth grade and the second grade, came flying into the house. They were all afraid of something that they'd seen, and sure enough, they'd seen a snake. And snakes are starting to come out all over the place, and it's getting warm again, and they saw one out in the backyard, and it freaked them out, rightly so. And so, uh, to calm them down, we started talking about some of our favorite movie quotes about snakes. So I'd love to make this an interactive message today. So I'm going to give you a couple of movie quotes. And if you know what movie they're from and what character said them, go ahead and type that in the comments and let's see who can get that first and the fastest. Let's have some fun with this. All right, so first movie quote about snakes. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? So get busy to the comments, see who can get there the quickest. And as you're doing that, I'll give you one more movie quote about snakes that helped calm my boys down after they saw a real one themselves. Snakes? Snakes, snakes? I don't know no snakes. Do it one more time. Snakes? Snakes, snakes? I don't know no snakes. That one's a little trickier than the first one. Of course, the first one is from... Raiders of the Lost Ark, with Indiana Jones being the one who spoke those words, has he has a huge fear of snakes. And then the second movie quote uh, comes from Home Alone, where Marv and Harry are in the van after one of them had snuck up to the house to spy on Kevin McAllister, and they heard the name snakes mentioned. So anyway, a little bit of fun as we think about the fear of scary things like snakes. And if you're like me, and my boys and my wife, we all have a fear of something. Maybe it's snakes, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's our health, maybe it's our financial situation, maybe it's getting our heart broken, but we all understand what fear is because we all are scared of things. Now, some of us pretend to be more macho than others, and we'll say that we're stressed rather than saying that we're afraid. But we all are scared. We all have anxieties. We all worry about things. It's universal. It's, it's being human. It's just part of who we are and what we do. Now, the hard thing is that sometimes fear can be irrational. It can paralyze us. It can get us into trouble. And sometimes we find that fear is really behind a lot of things that cause us stress in our lives. I know that if we took a, a deep look at some of our depression, we'd probably find some fear in there somewhere. If we look deep into our addictions, while we're addicted to drugs or alcohol or even work, there's probably some fear in there. If we're going through the midst of a broken relationship, maybe with a family or a friendship that's just kind of gotten busted up, there might be some fear behind that. Fear is behind racism and, and being prejudiced. There's fear behind hatred. There's certainly fear behind war. And so fear can have a devastating effect on our lives. And that's why we're going to spend the next few weeks diving into this new series called Unafraid. And it's based on a book by Pastor Adam Hamilton. You can find that in, in bookstores if you want to read that and follow along, but you don't have to. It would just be a bonus. But we're going to talk about how we can reclaim our lives from being dominated by fear. Certainly, there's a lot of fear right now in our nation with the coronavirus and all that's going around with that and all that's involved and so we certainly have some additional fears to the fears that we normally carry. And so throughout this series, we're going to be looking at some really cool things about fear and some of the common fears that we all kind of probably wrestle with. 
the fear of other people, the fear of failure, of being a disappointment to someone or even to ourselves, the fear of missing out, famous F-O-M-O, FOMO, fear of missing out, the fear of the end of time, the apocalypse, all that stuff that we read about in the book of Revelation in the Bible that can scare the pants off of some of us. We're going to look into those subjects and more over the course of these next weeks. Maybe the place to begin today would be with a question. Uh, It's about the Bible. The most often uh, commanded phrase in the Bible is, do not fear. It's in there over 140 times. And so if you're like me, sometimes that sounds great. But at the same time, sometimes I wonder, is that really possible? Is that a realistic expectation that God has for us is not to be afraid? not to fear. Over 140 times it's been commanded or or, or said, suggested by God, do not fear, do not be afraid. Is that really realistic? Well, let's take some time today and dive into that and find out. Before we get into a specific passage of scripture, though, just a word or two about fear in general. I think there are some good things about fear. That fear is a natural response. It's our body trying to warn us when we're in trouble. It's, it's our body trying to save us from something. Like my boys, Luke and Nathan, they saw the snake. It stirred something up inside of them where they knew that was danger, and they ran from it, which is great. It's a good reaction. Our body wants to save us from things, and so it sends these messages to our brains and, and to our body. And so it, it's a good thing sometimes to be scared, to have fear. It's to protect us. We should be scared of snakes. We should be scared of the coronavirus. It's killing thousands of people. And a reaction to that is social distancing so we can better protect ourselves and not spread it as far as it would have spread if we didn't do this. So there are certainly things in our lives that we should be scared of. Now, another thing uh, about it, though, is sometimes fears can be irrational. Fears can be something that we think is going to happen that never happens. Fear could be something that we think is going to be horrible, but it ends up being something a lot less horrible than it really is. And so fear sometimes is not good. It can be irrational and it doesn't align with our best interest. And our imaginations can take over and we can be full of worry and anxiety and not be able to sleep and and have stomach pains and, and not be able to really to, to make decisions sometimes. Our fear can paralyze us. And so sometimes fear is irrational, and we've got to understand how we can wrestle with that. Uh, I've heard of a story of a young man named Ethan who had an irrational fear of water. Whenever he would walk by a pool or a lake, he would just he would just literally almost shut down. He was so scared of the water, and he wasn't he didn't know why, but he tried to mask that. He tried to hide that. He didn't want to look like a coward to his friends and family. But it all came to a head one day when some of his friends arranged kind of a surprise boat trip, and he was supposed to go on that, and he just absolutely flipped out. He couldn't get on. He shut down, and it really scared them. And so they got him back to his family, and he spent some time kind of calming down, and and his parents told him that he, when he was three years old, almost drowned in a pool. And ever since then, he'd been afraid of water. I guess he'd forgotten about that incident when he, he almost drowned. But there's a trigger in the back of his mind somewhere. Whenever water came up in in his experience, then he would be triggered and it would be an irrational fear and it would shut him down. And so being scared of the water where he almost drowned, absolutely understandable at age three. But as an adult, just walking by some water in a pond or a pool and shutting down, 
probably not the way that God intends us to live our lives. So it was good for this young man to figure that out and to get some help, and he's moved on from that. So what are some of the fears in your life that might be taking over? What are some of the things that you're scared of? If you want to get back into the interaction side of the message today, maybe just type out some things that you're scared of. Uh, and, and maybe not to say, Pastor Kyle's going to preach a long sermon. <laughs> just kidding. It's going to be short. Hang in there. You're going to be okay. But really, seriously, what are some of the things uh, that you're scared of in your life? And how can we find a way to deal with our fears, whether they're rational or irrational? What are some of the things that scare us? I think a good place to go next is to the Bible to see what God's Word has to teach us today. And we're going to be in the Old Testament today in the book of Numbers. Maybe not a book that you read a lot or, or hear a lot about, uh, but this is, this is taking place somewhere around 1,400 or 1,500 years before Jesus was born. The people of Israel had been slaves to the Egyptians in Egypt for over 400 years until God sent a man named Moses to help them get out of captivity and to lead them back to their homeland, to Israel, the promised land, which was called the land that flowed with milk and honey. It was a, it was a great place that they wanted to return to. And so in the midst of Israel trying to get out of slavery uh, with Moses leading them, the Egyptian leader who was known as the Pharaoh didn't want them to leave. He tried to stop them. God sent these plagues upon the Egyptians. It's in the book of Exodus, just this powerful stuff like darkness and water turning to blood and frogs and gnats and all kinds of things to say to Pharaoh, let my people go. And finally he did. And, and then the Egyptian army started chasing them. And, and God opened up the Red Sea. The Israelites went through it. And then God calls the sea to close as the Egyptians were coming in, saving the people of Israel. And now they're on their way back to the promised land. Well, they get close. They get within about a mile of the promised land. So they decide to send in some spies. And they send 12 men in, one from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And they go and they spy out the land. And they come back with a report. And 10 of the spies have a very negative view of going back into the promised land of Israel. And that's where we pick up the story today. So let's check out uh, Numbers chapter 13, beginning with verse 32. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. And they said, the land we explored devours those living in it. And all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. So 10 of the spies come back and say, we can't go in the promised land. There are giants there. They must be descendants of the Nephilim. If you're interested in who the Nephilim are, take some time today, uh, later this week, go back into the book of Genesis, first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 6, the verses 1 through 4, talk about the Nephilim, these giant figures. And the Israelite spies assume that these are descendants of the Nephilim. The people who are living in the promised land are giants. There's no way we can take over. They, they've got these, we look like grasshoppers to these giants. We just, we, we can't do it. In fact, some of them said, we'd be better off to go back to, is to Egypt and be slaves again. This is just this is too scary. We, we can't do that. Well, two other of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, saw things differently. Let's continue in the Bible story today. This time we'll be jumping ahead to chapter 14 in Numbers, verses 6 through 9. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephon, Oh, that's a big word, isn't it? Jephunneh, 
who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. I can imagine Joshua and Caleb saying, hey guys, yeah, they're scary. They're big, they're tall people, they're giants. But so what? Don't you realize what God just did? We've been slaves for over 400 years and he liberated us. He, inter- he interfered, right? He sent plagues on Egypt. He, he parted a sea. He closed the sea. God is with us. If God can protect us from a nation and an army, God can protect us from a few people who look like NBA players. Like, let's go into the promised land. Let's take the land. God is with us. So Joshua and Caleb saw things completely differently. Unfortunately, the people of Israel listened to the other 10 spies and push come to shove. Long story short, some other things happened and the Israelites end up wandering around in the desert for 40 years before they ever are going to make it into the promised land. And part of the reason why was this irrational fear that they had of the tall, big, giant people who were living there. Their fear became irrational and their imaginations ran away with them. And it contributed to them being 40 years in the desert, not getting back to the promised land, which God had ordained for them to go and, and, to, and to take and, and to retake and, and to live there and, and to be blessed and to prosper. And just again shows you the power of irrational fear. And so as we think about how can we battle that irrational fear in our lives? I think we can, we can think about it in, in this way. We can look at fear, F-E-A-R, uh, in terms of an acronym. And there are a couple of different ways that we can do that. One of them would be false events appearing real. False events appearing real. Okay, so we see something. Hey, the giants are there. We can't take it over. But really, they're not as bad as we think they are. So maybe another strategy, rather than false events appearing real, might be this. Let's think about fear as an acronym uh, in, in four phrases. The first would be face your fears with faith. Usually, we let our imaginations run wild when we're scared of something. We imagine all these terrible things happening to us, and it just paralyzes us. What if we instead let our imaginations run wild for the good, that we faced our fear with faith, to think, wow, what if God is really with me? What if God's going to help bring something good out of this situation that I'm scared of? Maybe God has something better in store for me that I don't know about. What if I trusted God? What if I begin to believe in the best and believe in the good and, and try to, to see things in a positive light and to think that, wow, maybe it's not as bad as it seems? Joshua and Caleb, hey, yeah, they're giants there. It, it, it's scary, but God's with us. So let's have faith and, and let's, let's move forward, right? Face our fears uh, with faith. And so I think that's a great starting point for us to remember that God is with us and that God brings good out of tough situations, just like he did when Jesus died. He came back to life and all these awesome things happen, right? Face our, our fears with faith. Right? Then we can come to the E, and we can examine uh, our assumptions in light of the facts. Right? Examine uh, our assumptions 
in light of the facts, right? What are, what are the true facts? What's, what's really happening here? Joshua and Caleb see it one way. The 10 spies see it another way. Hey, we're scared to death. We can't make it. Joshua and Caleb said, guess what? God's gotten us through so much already. This is nothing for God, right? Let's face the facts. What are a few tall people compared to an entire nation and an army? We got this, right? We got this, you know, look at the facts, Examine our assumptions, the things that we assume in light of facts. What's really happening? Uh, there's a guy named Jeff who lost his job. He was laid off from corporate America because of a merger, and his job became redundant, and they didn't need multiple people in his slot, and so he was fired. And he really was scared about that. Am I going to get a new job? Am I going to be able to provide for my family? And certainly fears that are not irrational. That's something that we would all probably feel. And maybe we're encountering that right now, as a lot of us have been laid off because of COVID-19 or furloughed or just in a tough spot right now. And so he also began to doubt himself, thinking, wow, they just it wasn't the merger they fired me for. I was fired because I'm just not really good at my job. And so the more he's thought about that and talked about it with his friends and his family and began to you know, look down deep at the facts, he remembered that in his performance reviews, his evaluations, every year they were very positive. And so he helped look at the facts and say, you know what, maybe I was not fired because I'm not good at my job. Maybe they're just telling me the truth. And so I've been good at this job. I can be good at another job. When we stop and we examine the facts, that helps us really find out whether or not we're going overboard with an irrational fear or what do the facts tell us. And usually the facts are going to probably tell us that we're probably being irrational in our fears and it might be better than we think it is. Okay, so we've got the F, we've got the E, and so the A is attack our anxieties with action. Right? We've got anxieties, how do we how do we deal with that? Let's attack them with action. Right? Joshua and Caleb are like, hey, let's go for it. They're there, they're not the Egyptian army. Let's go, we can do this, right? We got a plan, let's make a plan, let's listen to God, what's God telling us to do? Let's get going, people. This is, the, this is the promised land. We need to, we need to move into that. Right? The guy, Jeff, that lost his job, he, he began to make a plan. He, he listed jobs that he was interested in. He found out what they paid. If they paid less than what he was making, he's like, well, my family could you know, cut the budget here. He began to apply for those. He, he did finally get a job. It was making less. They took less money for a while. But he loved his job. He loved his job even more than, he, than his former job. And, and he rose in the ranks pretty soon. He started making some more money. And it all helped because he got out of the paralysis. A lot of times fear paralyzes us and we're not able to act. And so when we, when we sit down and we actively create a plan and we work that plan, when we get into action, that is something that helps us eliminate fear. Attack our anxiety with action. What is your plan for attacking the fear? And finally, just release our cares to God. The R is release our cares to God. We've done our work. We, we've had faith. We have looked at the facts. We've come up with a plan. Let's turn it over to God. Just pray, God, this is what I've done. I'm going to trust you right now. Also, when we, when we turn it over to God, we can read the scriptures and, and, and remember scriptures that, that help us, that fear not, for I am with you. Jesus says, you are never alone. I am always with you. We can look at how Jesus has, uh, has overcome hard things in the Bible. The Apostle Paul writes in the book of Romans, in all things, God works for good for those who love him. Right? So it helps me in my own life to remember some key passages of scripture. 
It also helps me to sing Christian songs that, that give me courage and strength and, and give me comfort, to talk to people in my small group and, and colleagues and other Christians who can come alongside of me and say, hey, Kyle, you're doing the right thing. We're praying for you, right? We're in this together. We, we turn it all over to God, right? And so when we, we come to that, release our cares to God, it's just another way to trust God and to connect with people who love us and, and care about us. So it's not just us. We're in this together. God is with us. So we can entrust those cares. We can release those cares to God and tap into our Christian support network. Right? So those are four things with the category F-E-A-R that we can do to kind of fight the paralysis of fear. And that empowers us not to be paralyzed by fear. And that is such a strong gift that God gives to us. So now, a couple of disclaimers that I want to kind of put out there with this message about fear. The first is that bad things are still going to happen to us in our life. I don't think God calls us the bad things to happen, but there are things that are going to happen that are going to be scary, that we should be scared of, we're going to have to deal with. Now, the good news is that we're not alone. God is with us. God has given us friends and family, church family, to, to face these things together with. God will work to bring good out of the circumstances, but sometimes bad things are going to happen to us. And we're, we're going to be ready, though, because God is with us and will help us in those situations. But we have to expect that there will be things that come up that are going to be scary and that we should be scared of. I think another thing that we need to think about is that some of us struggle with clinical depression and clinical anxiety, clinical levels of fear, and we need some professional help from physicians, therapists, counselors, uh, people who can prescribe medicine for us. And so uh, those are gifts to us that God has given to us, and we should never be ashamed of that or afraid of, of tapping into those resources. I think another thing that we can remember as well is that we don't necessarily have to face every fear in a radical way. For example, my kids are scared of snakes. I'm not going to make them sit down until they're comfortable holding snakes, being a snake handler. That's That's just not in the cards for us, and that's okay. They can be scared of snakes, and they don't have to learn to be able to hold them and handle them. And so there's certain things in our lives that might be dangerous for us to confront uh, to certain degrees. And so we have to be wise in, in how we confront our fears. And then finally, I would just say, in form of a disclaimer, is that just because we might feel afraid doesn't mean that we don't have faith. I know it says over 140 times in the Bible to do not fear, God is with us, but I think as humans, we're going to feel scared. We're going to feel afraid. And, and that doesn't mean that we have low levels of faith. I think it just means that we're human beings, that we're realistic. And I, and I think the, the trick is that we don't allow the fear to paralyze us. We don't allow the fear to dominate us. Because I think courage ultimately is doing the right thing in spite of our fear, in spite of the feelings that we have that make us feel afraid. And so I think sometimes it's a false you know, dichotomy. Either you have faith or you have fear. I think we can be faithful people and still feel afraid, but we can overcome our fear and do the right thing in spite of it. So what's the point today? What's the big idea? What's the message? What's the takeaway for us? I think it would come down to this, that we choose God's presence over the paralysis of fear. Presence over paralysis, that God's presence helps us overcome the paralysis of fear. 
Right? Fear will paralyze us. Sometimes it's very irrational, but it will paralyze us and cause us to shut down and not be able to function in life. But God gives us victory because God's presence is with us. Presence over paralysis. God's presence overcomes paralysis. And so when we have fear, we don't have to be paralyzed. We know that God is with us and God will help us overcome our fear. Presence over paralysis. So what I'd like to ask you to do this week is two things. One of them would be to to identify something that you're scared of, something that is maybe a paralyzing fear for you, and work through this acronym that we showed with fear. Face our fears with faith, examine our assumptions in light of the facts, attack our anxieties with action, and release our cares to God. Go through that four-fold process with one of your fears and see what happens. I think we can take control of our life back. When we've got God on our side, we've got friends and family that we can bring into this and help us go through that acronym of fear and see what happens this week. The other thing would be, uh, we're going to put out some devotions that go along with today's message. And there'll be some short readings of scripture and just some short words of encouragement every day, Monday through Saturday of this week to go along with this message. And as we read those together, we pray through those together as a church, I think it's going to give us more courage. It's going to help us be less fearful. And so we can go through an acronym of fear with one of our main fears, and we can spend some time in our devotions and know that fear doesn't have to dominate our lives, that we can have our lives back because God is with us. Just like my boys, they're scared of snakes. They don't want to be around snakes, but they're not going to stay inside for the rest of their lives. We've talked about it, and they've already been back outside. They've been in the grass. They've been in the woods, and they're not going to let the fear of snakes paralyze them from enjoying God's great gift of nature. So it's okay for you to be scared of things in your lives, but don't let them paralyze you because God is with you, and God can give you the courage that you need. Choose God's presence over the paralysis of fear. Presence over paralysis. Use that this week in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I'm very excited right now as we continue in our worship service and asking God to give us help with the things that we fear. I'm going to invite now our modern worship leader, Cole Bryant, to come in and he's going to teach us a new song. So let's get ready to give our all to God uh, through this very special time of worship. 